It's Fab here, founder and head teacher at Old Marketing School and your marketing BFF. And today I want to invite you to the place where marketing rebels go to master the craft. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our marketing rebels, self-paced course library and student community. Imagine this, the ultimate library of courses, tactics and templates for marketers looking to use their superpowers for good. So if you are ready to access our short courses, a supportive community of marketing rebels, your personal cheerleading squad, then you gotta go and check our library out. Yes, think about us as your marketing BFFs sharing incredible weekly tactics tools, resources, and even prompts and trends to make sure that you always have fresh content coming out. Plus, we also have marketing sprints, hot seats, and office hours to support you as well in the journey. If it sounds like a good party, I guess it is. So all you have to do is make sure that you join us and you can do it in just two clicks. You just go to School dot click slash library i repeat am school dot click slash library to find out more about how to join us right now i will be waiting for you on the inside now on with today's episode welcome to alt marketing school we are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers just like yourself We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, Fab is back here, and I'm so excited to bring you yet another new episode of Old Marketing School. If you don't remember, my name is Fab, and I am your teacher today. And I have slightly lost my voice. Nevertheless, I will have my voice in full extent for this episode. I'm actually sharing with you an amazing interview that really taps into what impact marketing should be like. And actually, how can you make a difference and make a positive change with the lovely Mindy Morganavithia? It's really important to understand that what you do and actually how you do it has an impact, not just as a brand overall, but also as the marketing team that has some decision making in the process. And with strong values of authenticity, justice and creativity, Mind is going to bring a breadth of community and social impact experience to this podcast. She's very passionate about authentic storytelling, listening deeply and finding the truth. And seriously, the questions that she prompts us to think about throughout this episode are gold. I really hope you enjoy this and I really hope it makes you think about how can you influence the decision-making process within your company or maybe in the life of your clients. As always, thank you so much for being part of the Old Marketing School community. I really hope you're going to love this episode. Let me know what you think. And as always, I want to hear all of your main takeaways on social. May today's class begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. Today, I am joined by a lovely guest, Mindy. Hello, Mindy. How are you today? 
I'm good. It's so great to be here. Thank you, Fab. I'm very excited to be chatting to you. We're going to chat about really important topics, but also you're going to provide us with some really fresh perspectives on some questions that we can ask ourselves as marketers. I'm not going to give away too much, but I really think it's important as marketers to realize the responsibility we have on the saying of our message, what we talk about and how we talk about it. So as I said, the scene already, I shall let you just introduce yourself to people that don't know you yet to tell us a bit more about who you are, what you do, and why you're so passionate about this topic as well. Yeah, well, thank you. So I'm Mindy Morgan Avitia. I have been in marketing for just under a decade. I am mostly in impact marketing with nonprofits and philanthropy, and I've made the switch over to social impact and enterprise about three years ago. And working in a lot of impact spaces, I kind of realized I was getting pissed off. I was just, it was just really hard. There was just so many problems that I saw, you know, in the nonprofit sector, I was like, I could do better in the private sector. And then I bounced to the private sector and I, I found holes and poked holes in that as well. And so then I just said, you know what, F all of it. I'm going to be my own consultant and work with companies that I really like and I'm really passionate about. And so that's what I'm doing this year. I am a marketing consultant based in Austin, Texas, and I'm a new mom, which is equally as hard, if not harder than being head of marketing for a company. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Really excited to talk about impact marketing and uh, what that really means. And thank you so much for that as well, because I think my question almost like the lead way to this element of obviously what impact marketing is is I'm going to now phrase it in an interesting way what is it and what people think it is if that makes sense what is the assumption that we make when it comes to it and what do we think it is but actually what is it really and I think that's a big thing that we have noticed in 2020 like what people are saying and how they're saying it but actually what they mean and how they follow through what they're saying. Is it making sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I've kind of adopted this term called virtue marketing, which is just a, you know, a combination of virtue signaling and marketing, which I think now after 2020 and everything that's happened is just rampant in the marketing and private sector is there's a lot of virtue signaling happening at large corporate levels all the way down to like micro influencer levels. And so really understanding that as both a marketer and a consumer is super important to addressing some of the systemic issues that we're actually saying we're committed to. So, you know, an example I think of impact marketing is whether or not your product is making an impact. If you're marketing a product that's not really actually making a huge impact, then you could just be virtue signaling. So what we see a lot of times are companies saying, you know, I'm committed to ending racial justice in my community. And, you know, well, what does that mean exactly for you and your company? You know, Uber is a perfect example. I order Uber Eats probably too much than I would like to admit. But at the end of the checkout, there's like a little box that just says, you know, would you like to donate a dollar to Black Lives Matter or something like that? And then 
you know, what does that mean though? Does that mean I'm donating to the organization Black Lives Matter? Does that mean I'm donating to Black-led businesses in Austin where I'm where I'm at? Does it mean that I'm donating a dollar to a foundation that's eventually going to grant money out and then, you know, you have transaction fees. So then really only 20% of, you know, 20 cents of my dollar are going to these organizations. And what are the organizations? And so what I would really say in that is that's sort of a textbook example in my opinion of virtue marketing because there's no transparency on what that means it's just like oh a quickly as a consumer yes i want to donate because i care about these issues with no sort of accountability where that money's going and what's happening and uber is a perfect example of how their operations don't really align with that message and so the the purpose driven marketing i would say is always, well, are you really committed to doing this work? And if you are, is your company operationalizing those values and that mission? Or are you just using it to get more customers and and, um, capitalizing off of a movement that doesn't need more harm like that? I love that. That was a great example. I think the example really speaks to us as well because it gives a great kind of reference point. Again, and it goes back to actually my, my follow-up question linked to this, because when you're talking about this, I'm thinking, actually, funnily enough, I recorded another episode yesterday and I used the same, used the same uh, quote because I love it, is from David Ovigny and he says, um, the customer isn't a moron, she's your wife. Which, again, if we put in context, what it means is that we need to give credit to ourselves as the consumers, the fact that we, you know, we're more savvy than ever. And I wanted to ask you, because I never said, I never thought that we wouldn't be, but I think there has been such a big shift on a collective level in general when it comes to really understanding what we stand for and the power that we have, I think, especially as a collective online, that consumers that maybe before were a bit more passive or were not willing to ask those questions, now have been feeling a lot more empowered, which is good to answer, uh, to ask them, sorry, and actually to try and understand better the reasonings behind things that are happening. And I was kind of wondering whether you think it has been really because of the very, very interesting year that we have had or do you think it's just been a case of being allowed to have better communication online or maybe being more online that this has really skyrocketed that request and that need for transparency and inverted comma authenticity if you know what I mean yeah I think I think it's really a combination of both I think 2020 just escalated a lot but this idea of marrying impact with the private sector and product is not new. You know, you have the one-for-one model with Tom's and Warby Parker. And it was just 2020, and I think it just exploded. And, you know, we had the resources to exponentially increase that explosion online and through our networks, especially because we were always online and stuck at home in 2020. But I think the coming up of these impact-driven companies is not new, you know, or well, within, um, it's not new within the last decade, you know, and I think millennials especially are driving this purchasing power around impact. And so what I read a lot is like millennials care about changing the world and making the world a better place. And that's true. And 
I think it's our responsibility as marketers to be honest about that and be honest around, you know, don't capitalize off of that desire from your target, but really do the work. And I think that will show in your revenue and in in your products, people will start to buy. And I think as consumers on the other end, we have way more potential, I think, to really hold companies accountable now to, to understand what that means. You know, I think there's, and, and what that requires is a lot of introspection on our part and a lot of research and diving into what that means. You know, I think like, like Mark Zuckerberg is a great example of just the billionaire tech guy who on paper sounds great. He's donating 99% of his profits, but why is Mark Zuckerberg the person to drive public education in, in America? Why isn't our government doing that? And so I think really expanding and, and educating ourselves as consumers is super important. And as on the other end of that, as marketers, it's our responsibility to, to help guide that, not take advantage of it. And that's kind of that point is really what I was wondering about as marketers again, because I love that perspective of both. So I'm going to follow up on that as marketers. What questions can we ask ourselves as marketers when we are, I'll give you a couple of examples, either aligning ourselves with a, with a mission or with a vision, or we are potentially wanting to donate and support a cause. Again, let's say we... I would say in general, but then maybe I'm going to pick into a couple of elements because I'm thinking there are different scenarios depending on who you work for, what's the company and kind of what is your position. But overall, what are some of the questions or things that you can think about when you're approaching these sort of things as a marketer? Yeah, I think as a marketer, it's really important to question whether or not. So let me back up a little bit. So if you're if you're marketing for example, like, like Tom's, I mentioned, they evolved from this one-to-one method and they, they're now like supporting grassroots organizations and in communities around the world, which is great. But as marketers, what we can really ask is what is our company doing? What is our power as a company doing? If we're big, like Tom's and we're taking money from our profits and donating it back out and just kind of pushing the problem on somebody else to solve, that kind of separates us from the power that we have as companies and marketers of those companies. We can really ask our leadership circles and our executive teams, what are we doing? How are we going to change this? So if we're, you know, a tech company or a shoe company or whatever it is, how, and we care about investing in young girls of color in vulnerable communities to learn how to code if we if we care about and we're saying in our marketing materials that we want that commitment or we have we're making that commitment then what are we doing operationally so that's the number one question is to look inside and be like okay what are what are we doing can we partner with organizations that are training folks and then hire them and make a promise that we'll hire them and so it's less about, and, and then all of a sudden it becomes way more than a checkbox of, hey, do you support this? It becomes you guys are like you as the marketer, as a company, as a private entity is really helping shift some systemic things. I think another thing, big question too, is like, do you really believe you're changing the world with, with what you're saying? I think 
a lot of times private companies and us as marketers, we want to profess that we're doing all of these great things and we're making the world a better place and we're, we're changing the world one tote bag at a time, whatever it is. Just be really honest and say, are, are we doing that? Or are we doing more? Can we partner with like something that's completely unheard of government? You know, I mean, I think there is this very stark difference between private sector and government and saying like, I don't want to, the government is failing us and um, us as the private sector and as marketers, we need to step up and educate people and make them more aware of the world and help them change the world one tote bag at a time. Instead, I would say, how about we change the dialogue? Marketers have so much power in changing the dialogue. I mean, communications is the most powerful tool out there. It's the invisible, powerful tool. I always say in Texas here where I am, the whole idea of like tumbleweeds and cowboys and everything, that was a market, you know, that was a market idea that was sold to people to move here. And so that exists a hundred years later, right? So the power of marketing in education and in ideas is so powerful. So I would say like, how can you partner with people and really make it more about you being this thought leader and this, you know, servant leader and all of these buzzword terms and really turn it into how can you really address the systemic power that you, that you have what power do you have to yield and what power do you have to relinquish is super, super important that that needs to be had both as a marketer and with your entire leadership team. You know, I think marketing, sales, operations all need to be aligned in really wanting to make these changes happen. And I love that because I think it really reminds us that especially as marketers, we are often, more often than not, responsible for that communication that also goes outwards. And because of that as well, we we can actually, as you say, get that feedback or get a better understanding of the impact that we are having and then feed it back internally. Whereas a lot of the time we feel we are going to be the voice that talks about what happens internally or what we're doing as a company and then tells it to the customers. But as you said, what about actually looking at what we are doing and then being the ones that can go to the rest of the team and say, this is great that we're starting from here, but how can we truly be aligned with what we are saying in the overall spectrum? And I think sometimes it's really interesting when I talk to marketers, I talk to different people and sometimes as marketers in some teams, we don't feel we have that voice and it's because we don't realize sometimes that we can do that and then we have obviously we we are the ones that most of the time talk to the customers we're the ones that talk to our audience so we have so much intel we have so much feedback that we can provide and is refreshing to remind ourselves that we can do that and also on a positive note again working myself with a lot of startups is nice to see that there is a great line of communication i appreciate that some people might be like this is going to be a tough conversation to have. So it's that kind of time to say, okay, it's a tough conversation to have, but I can have it and it's going to have a massive difference and potentially a ripple effect that I wasn't expecting as well. Yeah. And, you know, in my experience, they're, they're tough and uncomfortable conversations. You know, I think there's a lot of like, hey, we're saying this one thing, but we're not really doing it. And so, you know, there is a 
fine line around inflating things for the sake of, of recruitment and, you know, recruiting customers, clients and all of that. And also like telling the truth, (laughs) you know? And I love that. And again, I think it's just that, that reminder of kind of where you want to stand for. And I'm going to kind of piggyback on this with one quick question, which is then in your opinion, based on all the things I already talked about, what does to you the word authenticity when it comes to impact marketing really mean? Because I feel we went for like, yeah, authentic marketing. And then, you know, everybody rolls their eyes now when they hear authenticity. So I'm trying to figure out, can we reclaim the world back a tiny bit and maybe actually use it with a positive connotation or is it now doomed forever? We can't use it anymore. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like people say, and then you're like, you cringe and you're like, I shouldn't cringe because authenticity is a good thing, but we have that association. I don't know if it's only me, but I just feel like it a bit sometimes. No, I totally agree. Cause when you hear authentic marketing, you think of like that copywriter that has all of the emojis and you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm I'm totally relatable. You can like follow me and, I'll come to your backyard barbecue and I'll have really accessible graphics that you can understand. Just like all of that crap, you know, I mean, like all of that is what authentic, which, you know, maybe started out with good intentions and was authentic. And now it's just like being replicated and replicated and, and is the, the antithesis of that. And so what I like to define it as, again, kind of going on this theme, this theme of unity is really like, are you putting your money where your mouth is? Are you doing what you're saying you're doing? And tying that back to the beginning of our conversation, like, are you sa- are you actually committed to the causes that you say you care about? And if you are, how? Exactly how, operationally speaking. And if you're not, be honest about that. Be authentic about it. And say, you know, like, beyond the tweets of like, hey, we're listening, we could do better. Just more like these are internal conversations to have, like, what can we do? Let's really, really expand our thinking, expand our teams to be more culturally competent, to be more uh, empathetic. I think, you know, just put simply, authentic, authentic marketing is aligning your messaging with your operations. Are they aligned? You know, if you care about grassroots organizations and supporting them, then what are you doing to actually support them instead of throwing money at them? I mean, a great example that I like to use is my husband and I walked into a home developer here in Austin once to to build a house. And what, you know, they had all of these like pictures of kids from different continents and they're like, we care about charity and philanthropy and, and Austin's homelessness problem is huge. We have a giant, giant problem. And here's a home developer who has immense wealth, immense power to actually address and make his homes affordable, talking about charities in, around the world instead of, you know, maybe subsidizing some of your development. So families above a certain income level could help, you know, that's the kind of thing of like your operations are not aligned with what you're saying. And so as a consumer, I don't want to build there because you have a lot of power and you say you care about these issues, but you're not doing, you're not actually yielding the power that you have. You're just using charity as a marketing tool and that's not authentic. And so I think authenticity again is really just being aligned aligned with what you're saying and what you're doing and again it's so refreshing to remind ourselves that as you said like 
we we start seeing that narrative or almost that the gap in the story that you, that you read that you look at or whether it's visual it doesn't really matter you start thinking okay but you know what are you actually doing what are you not doing and again it goes back to what we mentioned in the beginning as well which I want to reiterate because I don't think you can say it enough you know consumers are savvy we are understanding really that what we when we put our money when we put our time our intention is going to make an impact whether it's positive or negative and as marketers again and also sometimes as founders because sometimes founders are marketers as well at some point you know we have that choice and especially when you are a smaller business that's a great time to ask the questions so that you can almost build it from the ground up again I'm thinking of somebody that is starting a new business and now that I understand some of the things that I can do I'm thinking okay how can I help people close to home or how can I make things reflect in that way because it honestly I mean this is obviously for me it's two small businesses and I'm not talking about uh, enterprises or something that probably you know more about but it's a bit easier you're starting from the ground up you can understand what are maybe the gaps and it's easier for you to start filling them it's always a bit harder when you have to go you know going backwards and this is why it's good to keep thinking about it because then you can keep implementing things if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and I think it's super it's super important as people who are starting out too to know that they have ease of being themselves no matter what you know I think it just keep like keep going back to just being yourself and knowing you know if your intentions are good that's great but that's not always enough and so like being yourself and having honest conversations with people when you're starting something up and being afraid or being okay with not being afraid of them being uncomfortable sometimes and then being like listen Mindy you you really screwed up there and you know you're a little tone deaf in this and here's why and and taking that and being okay with it and owning it and you know you don't if you're a small business you don't have this huge following which you could probably use to your advantage because you have more runway to fall and you know recover fast from that and you can learn a lot in the process and that's the number one thing that I think is important in marketers from the founder marketer all the way to like the director of marketing or CMO is just like really don't be afraid to fail especially I mean for me as a white woman I don't want to fail I always want to get it right I always want to do these things but the most growth that I've ever had has been from the really tough conversations that I went in kicking and screaming and didn't want to have and I think it's so important to hone that and remind ourselves of what you just said because and that's kind of how I want to ask you one more question but that's what I wanted to just kind of like finish off here we are human beings so even if you're a professional even if you're a marketer you're not just a marketer you're also a human and so sometimes your ego will get in the way and I've been that myself you know as you say us as women especially we do tend to have that we want to try and be as good as possible want to try and be it's you know there's a motherly element that could be quite like a strong element in that and I think once we appreciate that as humans, we will have ego, we will sometimes will resist something, not just because it's a case of KPIs, but because as people, we might struggle, as you say, because we're uncomfortable. And as humans, we don't like to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. And I think accepting that, I realized, okay, that was my ego that maybe was stopping me. It's okay. I think it also allows you not just to grow as a marketer, but also as a person, which is never a bad thing. Right. <laughs> 
Agreed, 100%. My last question, just to kind of close off, would be if there was something that you wish people did more or that wish would change, I guess, you know, either or, in 2021 and beyond, what is that one thing that you wish, that little lesson I would say that we could impart to marketers and again, business people that are listening right now to really, again, go back to the impact and truly making an impact? What would be that one thing? I think that one thing is what can you do with the power that you have in the private sector and the profits that you make? What can you really do and do that? And, you know, instead of throwing money at foundations and philanthropy, really like change systems and and don't underestimate that even on a small level, you are a part of a system. And if you're a business owner, you're starting a system. And so you have like you're at ground zero to build a very equitable and inclusive environment for the people that consume your products and yourself as a marketer. I think that is just so, so important. Absolutely love that. And I love that question. It's such a great question. So thank you so much. Yeah, now, thank you. If people want to find out more about you and again, maybe get some more inspiration, have some questions, or maybe read more about what you do, where should they go? You can go to my website at mindymorganavitia.com. Um, I'm also pretty present on Medium. So again, mindmorgan at medium.com and then Twitter, mindmorgan as well. So <laughs> I'm on all the, all the social medias. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for taking the time and thank you so, so much for giving us a lot of good questions and good pointers to think about. Thank you so much for having me, Fab. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.